with Rona doing better. There's a good vibe out there. You know, I think we're turning a corner. Been looking into trips, looking into traveling. That was, I would say I was excited. I was like, I'll go anywhere. Europe, South America. I'm like, fuck it, we'll fly, I'll sleep. After seeing what happened in Colorado with this plane. Dude, I'm I'm a train guy. Big time train guy. Perhaps a greyhound. Sweatpants, a pill problem, and a greyhound ticket. That's what you boys got. So this past week, a United Airlines plane taking off from Denver Airport, going to Hawaii. Everybody was zooted. They were so happy. That's like peak carefree attitude. Peak, this is my vacation. I've earned this. You know, all the stress is gone. You rush to the airport. You get there eight hours early because your parents are boomers like mine. So they want you to sit and stare at a geometric carpet in, you know, some upstate airport for 90 minutes before your plane is set to even arrive. You know, you rush. Everybody's there. Oh, we're safe. Did Bob and Aunt, did they get here? Oh, what about our grandparents? You know, they have trouble driving. They're here. It's great. We're all in the same terminal. Oh, we all had our tickets, right? You didn't leave it in a pant pocket. Lifetime, life-changing memories. Going to Hawaii. That's like on my bucket list too. I would love to go out there. And uh, almost immediately, per the Telegraph on Twitter, it took off at 12.49 p.m., okay? United Airlines, 3.28 to Honolulu specifically. This wasn't a small plane either. I thought, oh, maybe it's like one of those puddle jumpers that like, you know, maybe they took a puddle jumper from Denver to to Hawaii. Like, I don't fucking know. If I'm ever to travel, like, don't worry, you're never going to be in that position, right? No, you are. This plane had 231 people on it is a Boeing 777, which apparently rather popular. You've probably been on one. I probably have been on one. But this thing... Right, takes off 1249, a minute later at 1250, we're climbing, you know, we're, we're, we're going up. Got up to 380 miles per hour, 13,000 feet. Now, traditionally, from what I understand, airplanes get up to like 30,000, excuse me, 30,000. So you're a third of the way there. Like, come on, buddy, we're going. The inertia of the takeoff. At this point, if you're somebody who gets anxious about flying, like you're in, it's chill mode. The Zan's kicking in. Not even 10 minutes later, at 1.08 p.m., captain gives an announcement over the intercom, and an enormous explosion rocks the aircraft, accompanied by a bright flash. So auditory and visual nightmares. The quote from a passenger, my boy Trav. What up, Trav? There was a big boom. And the kind of sound you don't want to hear when you're on an airplane, I instantly put my shade up and I was pretty frightened to see that the engine on my side was missing. Bro, I've been fortunate to travel. I've had those middle seats, those bummy like where you got to talk to a Karen for 45 minutes about how her great aunt has kidney stones and that's why she's traveling out here and she hates her life and she's reading a James Patterson novel that you also picked up at the same airport bookstore. These crammed seats, ADHD riddled kid without his Ritalin. He's jostling your stinky leather seat that 
again, is, is not built for somebody with, you know, I'm six foot and I'm, I'm lanky. I'm built like slender man. So for somebody like me, even if it is a quiet flight, a nice red eye, still cramped. So being in that position where I've been in that aisle seat, you know, all these negative influences, can't sleep, jostling, you hear an explosion, you look out your window, you go, that, that didn't happen. No, 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 that, that was my headphone. That didn't happen, right? You look out your window, the engine is not only gone, but whatever the remnants are here, I'm looking at whatever's left on the wing is on fire. I didn't say it's fire. It is on fire. In the Twitter video of it, this thing is barely hanging on. So it happened about 10 minutes after liftoff. They immediately do a Yui. They're like, bruh. You know, they call traffic control. You know, Todd picks up. He's like, Jesus, it's it's 328. They just fucking left. What do they want? I don't know. I don't know. Just talk to them. Yeah, what's up, 328? They're like, it's fucking the thing exploded. That's got to suck, too, if you're the pilot. It's like, oh, I didn't feel like dying today. I just extended my Hulu trial. There's a new show coming out I was really into. I haven't seen Ink Master season three, season finale. These are things that people look forward to. They don't expect the plane to explode. I don't even think they're properly trained for that. Do you have explosion training? What do you even do? What is in the booklet? Not only this, not only is it horrifying enough that a plane in 2021 in America, a normal plane going from Denver to Hawaii with people on vacation, they got lays on, they got a Hawaiian shirt and the plane explodes. But where it exploded at was over the suburbs right? Just outside of Denver. Residents of Bloomfield, again, this is west of Denver, look up to see shreds of metal tumbling slowly out of the sky. Bro, how many times have you have also, you've been on the highway and you're just driving and you see a plane and you're like, something's going to happen. Like, this is it, right? I've seen thousands of planes in my life in the sky, just looking out windows as like a toddler growing up, driving myself being older, and every single time the thing just doop, just lands perfectly. So instinctually, I have this thought where it's like, oh God, something's going to happen this time. And imagine seeing that. No, it did. It exploded. And now there's metal fragments tumbling out of the sky towards our sunroom. We got to get our shit together. I feel like we're due for this, right? Like if there hasn't been one in a while, I remember there being some type of plane crash when I was in college. And then now there's this, there's going to be another one. I'm never going to Hawaii now. Just now, I guess we're over half a mil, 500 K Rona deaths. I still don't care. I still do hate masks. Although I've come around a little bit. We're turning a corner. I feel like we are still 500 K is a lot. Hopefully by this time next year, we'll all be in a movie theater getting zooted together. I'll see you there. Virginia, one of the weirdest states out there, shaped like a Dorito chip, the Commonwealth. Those good people, south of the Mason-Dixon, they got together and they said, hey, uh, we've been killing people that do bad things. Let's stop doing that. So they abolished the death penalty. 
I don't know how to feel about this. It's good for the people. I love America. States can be unique. And if this is what they want, God bless. However, I'm a big death penalty guy. If somebody accosts my Grammy, you know, runs up on her with the blicky while she's gardening, gives her a hard time, impedes on her, you know, life, liberty, freedom, pursuit of happiness, potentially causes this person harm. You only live once. YOLO, fellas. And the idea that someone can take that away from you and then, oh, we'll rehabilitate them instead. We're adaptable creatures. I've been to community college. It wasn't ideal. But you make the best out of the situation. Same with this dude. He goes to prison. He gets caught for this crime. First off, you made that bed. Have some personal agency. Nobody stumbles into a murder. And secondly, within a week, he's going to figure out how the commissary works. Get his favorite PB&J. Get a little Skippy Creamy. Maybe Jif. Peter Pan's acceptable as well. That crunchy, if you're team crunchy peanut butter, I don't know. <laughs> Probably belong in prison, all right? So pay attention. But once you get in, regardless what your crime is, as long as you didn't do anything to children, you're going to be able to make the best out of that situation. You'll get up early, you'll go to the gym, you'll work out with the people. You'll find which television set you like, watch some Judge Judy. Maybe go to Bible class. Make a few license plates. You'll laugh. You'll play cards. You'll eat lunch with people. You'll continue to live. Despite the fact that you took someone else's life away. So fuck that. And uh, yeah. I'm kind of old school. Team death penalty. You heard it here first. Also Mr. Potato Head was going to touch on this. Is no more. It's just Potato Head which sounds like an insult for people that have a mental deficiency. However, I also saw today that per Hasbro, the toy manufacturer, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head aren't going anywhere and will remain with the same name. So this was all clearly just a controversy to stir up a presence online, some eyes on their stocks. And what do you know, Hasbro's stock? On the New York Stock Exchange, their idea is HAS, and they're up 2%, up over $90 per share. So don't get got. We go get. We don't get got. And they got a lot of people. You saw that headline. You went, ooh, got a little triggered, but it isn't what you think. It really just pulled you in to bring eyes onto them, and what do you know? They're making money. Really the American way. Love to see it. The Tahoe games, so NHL outdoor games, outdoor classic, so dope. NHL's on the rise with me. I'm buying that stock. Whoever's selling, let your boy have some. Ton of games on, condensed schedule, physical, people are fighting. Also, underrated. Being a ref in the NHL, you got to skate so good and you never see him, right? It's hard to even keep up with the puck. Meanwhile, there's a six foot tall Canadian guy going, oh, sorry out there skating around. It's very impressive. But I tried to watch, but it kept getting delayed, so I missed it. Long story short was, I thought it was funny. A lot of mismanagement. The rinks were melting. They had to delay the game twice. Get your shit together. We could have got our boy Stoya out there. He would have gotten it done. How much water do you need? 
being from the Northeast, I know people traditionally growing up that had rinks in their backyards. The sun hits that. No issue. Speaking of that, Lake Tahoe is one of the coolest places in the world. You can go skiing, and then by the time you get to the bottom of it, there's like women in bikinis, and it's insane. Did not watch the games, though. Again, very cool. I love when these sports are getting creative, and they try to do things that give you an edge. Like, make me want to watch you, right? I got Oz on HBO. The Night Of. True Detective. How are you going to compete with that? If you're outdoors in Tahoe... And there's grown men skating around, speaking Lithuanian, fist fighting each other. I'm into that, right? Goal scores, buzzer goes off. These are monkey brain things that make me happy. Things I can't change and won't change. Staying on hockey, Rangers stud and Russian guy, Artemi Panarin, is taking a leave of absence. So this is a guy they brought in from Columbus. He's a Russian kid, was big time in the KHL. Gave him a, a contract in free agency. Top 20 player in the league talent-wise, and he's paid that way as well. In the prime of his career, is stepping away in a condensed season where every game matters two to three times as much as it did back, traditionally because they're, they're only playing 56 games as opposed to 82. This is breaking news today. Not an injury. Not an arrest. It appears to be politically motivated. So this is very interesting. This is like the plot to a movie. This is like some James Bond type shit. So apparently the allegations are that while he was overseas in the KHL, so back in 2011, when he was 19 years old, he beat up an 18-year-old girl. So she was of age. And he just straight dogged this girl. Like he just... He whomped on her in Latvia. This came from his former KHL hockey coach who had knowledge of this supposedly and had been holding on to it, said, yo, this Panarin guy's out here, Tyson open hand slapping women. I should have said something sooner, but now I am. Panarin's team is saying that this is politically motivated. The reason why Panarin is a big time, not a fan of uh, Putin at all. And there is a new leader leader of the opposition there in Russia. You've seen some protests. People are a big fan of him overall. I believe he's running for president against Putin right now. He's actually arrested. His name's Alexei Navalny. He, in an interview, was very critical of Putin and kind of talked about how once he got actualized to America, he understood finally that there were a lot of issues in the KHL. Like, wow, there's no supermarkets. A lot of apathy, a lot of young people that are into drugs and drink. It's just bad. Like, nobody vacations to Russia. If they are, then, you know, you're either Burt Kreischer or you have a drinking problem or you're a terrorist. Panarin, fan of opposition leader to Putin. Putin hates that. It's Russia. His former KHL coach doesn't like Panarin. Kind of screwed him over at his time when he played at the KHL. For whatever reason, the coach doesn't like him. It's personal. The New York Post article says that this coach, Nazarov, has repeatedly criticized Panarin before speaking out against Putin. Right, so so that's basically it. So from his perspective, this has nothing to do with anything. He never did it. And these allegations only exist to take him down at a politically heightened time in his country. And you'd think, right, how does Panarin, this stud overseas in 
the late teens of his life, his hockey prime, how does he do something and get away with it? How did this even happen? According to the female in the allegations, Panarin, after a loss, a game he did not play well, himself and other teammates were out at a hotel bar. He had a couple Moscow mules in him, gives her a backhand. Apparently, he, he hit her with several powerful blows, knocked her to the floor. He was detained by police, right? This is a hotel bar. It's like, bro, you can't be, right? We serve steak with asparagus here. Someone comes to the table side and gives you cheese. We, we refill the bread. It's very classy. And you're out here slapping women. What's good with that? You know, I called the police. So he was apparently detained. And there was even a criminal case and trial. However, again, the coach is the one that brought this to the media. He also claims that there was a payoff of 40,000 euros in cash to clear Panarin, right? He is, he is his coach. So he would hear about something like this that night, right? A couple of your players were out at the bar and they got handsy with a girl. I'm sure this isn't out of his wheelhouse being a hockey coach in Europe of young men for the past 20 plus seasons. Now the NHL stance is they're on Panarin's side. From what I'm reading, they've put out a quote. NHL Senior Vice President of Communications said, we are completely supportive of Panarin and the Rangers, and they will continue to monitor the situation. The Rangers have aligned themselves in similar fashion. He's a native of Russia. I mean, I guess you're not allowed to, to say anything over there, but he told people to just take to the streets. He, he was on YouTube saying, speak your voice. If you're not happy about what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think you can do that over there, buddy. We'll see what happens from this. Could be nothing. But it's some pretty crazy allegations. He's out here bribing people. I want to see a documentary on this. Here we are again. I don't want to talk about it again. But I will. Wasn't even going to touch on this. It is. It's boring. It's like beating a dead horse at this point. But your boy Andy Cuomo. He can't keep his hands to himself. You know, it's the old adage. Don't sexually harass the women you work with, right? Pretty simple on its face. Yesterday, a second aide came out against the governor, Charlotte Bennett. And this isn't some social media intern. She was previously the executive assistant and health policy advisor in the Democratic governor's administration until she left this past November. This incident in particular, Ms. Bennett requested a third-party review Cuomo's acknowledged that. He doesn't have a comment at this time, of course. But he did say that he never made advances towards her specifically, nor did I ever intend in any way to act inappropriately. Ladies, if you somehow hear this, and you're one of those affected by Mr. Cuomo's fingers and or hands, if Cuomo did wrong by you, reach out to me. Because it's wrong. And it is deeply disturbing. And the fact that a lot of Karens that think he's cute on Twitter will defend him. If you work for him right now, pack your shit because he's coming for you. He's single. He's ready to mingle. He's on the prowl. He clearly doesn't have game either. Bro, you're like 6'4 and rich. How is this happening? Close the deal. We'll check back in next week to see the uh, Cuomo diddle counter. 4-5? 6-7? We'll see. 
So Crystal is back and Tiger Woods is dead. So for everything that the universe grants us, it will inevitably take something absolutely beautiful away. Um, Tiger Woods recently had back surgery. Uh, one of the last interviews I saw him speaking about was that he was going to miss the Masters because of his back surgery. And my boy likes to kick it. I guarantee he was on some perkies. He just got some breakfast. And he fell asleep at the wheel. I saw the video of where the car was. It's at the bottom of an embankment. It's honestly hard to even assume how it, like how the car got there. Inevitably, it was him being super reckless. Um, so we'll see. Jaws of Life were used. I thought that was a meme. Didn't really think that was a real thing. Using it, but yeah, I guess in this instance it was needed. The car was absolutely like decimated. Also, Tiger, what kind of car was that, bro? You got big time money. You're whipping like a... I don't even know what it was, dude. It was like a Buick. It's probably a loner. Also, dude, if you got that kind of money, secondly, why don't you have a driver? If I make like 30 more K, I'm getting a driver. And I'm an idiot. So you definitely can do it. You got that Wheaties, Gillette, Nike money. Thank goodness they're not life-threatening. However, all of his injuries that were severe were specific to both of his legs. So my boy's going to be nubbing it, most likely, with prosthetics, probably. Maybe he'll break ground, break down barriers, and become, you know, half-man, half-bionic golf player. I'm sure it'll add some velocity to his swing. There's a benefit to it, potentially. Sucks for his kid. The kid's got to hold it down at this point. I mean, I don't know how old you got to be to be pro in golf, but I assume it's like 14. So he's almost there. But I'm going to watch it now, especially if, especially to see the rise, the meteoric rise and fall and rise again of really his talents. I golf a little. I'm starting to get into it now. But people that do in my life that I love, love Tiger. And obviously at the height of his game, he was absurd, like a cheat code. Uh, back to Crystalia. Yeah, so first time we've seen this, a celebrity who diddled people, did things that was actually bad, like proven to be bad. It wasn't it wasn't just conjecture. Um also he's forty years old, like bruh. Let's let's get a move on here. Let's get things going. Like why don't you have four kids? A little weird. He's returned from the dead. He's uncancelled himself and he put up a nine minute long meandering video on YouTube. I had to watch it. Um, him overall, though, he just blamed it on having a sex addiction. It's like, bro, yeah, welcome to being a man. You know, we all have to deal with that. The difference between us and being a weirdo scumbag adult is not acting on that and, you know, hitting up 15-year-olds. Like, you're basically the meme with the guy in the Honda Civic with the tinted windows picking up the high school girl when you're at community college studying culinary. Like, bro, get it together. Also, his special on Netflix wasn't great. Funny guy, but again, it's like, dude, you got to do better than that. You're trying to compete. You're trying to get back in my timeline. You're trying to get me to click on your shit on the phone. It was bad. So people left and right out here. Stuff's happening. 2021 ain't messing around. I don't know who's going to be next. Watch out.
So in conclusion, Tiger, come back. Crystalia, go away. Russell Wilson on the trade market. It's been established. At this point, he was out on tour. Walter Payton, man of the year, representing the Seahawks, trashed the team. The Seahawks just paid Russell. They could easily have said, he's our guy. They back him 100%. You've seen it traditionally happen a lot with teams. You've invested into an asset. Even if you want to resell the asset, you speak highly on it so that when you sell it, it has you can, you can get a good return for it. They didn't even do that. Read between the lines, there's issues there. He gets sacked a lot, let Russ cook. My boy's in there cooking. He needs like five hands. No one's helping him. I challenge someone listening to this to name an offensive starter on the line of the Seahawks and not Google it, just off the top of your head. Go ahead and try it. Nobody, right? It's bad. Look at who started for them last year. Go ahead and do that too. Bad. Really, really bad. So he's officially on the market. I'm saying it. I'm your source. According to Twitter as well, the price is going to be three first-round picks. So similar to Watson, I wouldn't be surprised also if Wilson gets moved before Watson. Pete Carroll, the coach, wants to run the ball more. They just brought in a new offensive coordinator. He also got extended his contract. The GM is tied to Pete Carroll. It's a coach-centric team. Traditionally, the GM does for the Seahawks. Pete Carroll has the final say on the 53-man roster. You know they're going to be there. Pete Carroll knows his GM is going to go out and help him, and they're, and they're a pair. They're going to be together for the next six years at least. You have DK Metcalf. You have Chris Carson. If you were to bring in a hypothetical Jared Goff or a mid-tier Derek Carr, whoever it is, whoever you get to replace once you get rid of Wilson, you guys can still be successful. You can run the ball more, and you can take your time and rebuild it in Seattle the way you want to. There's a lot of pressure with having Wilson. It's got to be right year in, year out, or else he's going to go to the media, which is what he's doing right now. I don't know if he gets traded this offseason. I know he doesn't finish that contract in Seattle, and as a Rams fan, I am so hyped. Him and his overrated wife, y'all can skedaddle. Future's way cooler than y'all anyway. Another quarterback in the news. Carolina Panthers. Really bad jerseys. Nobody talks about it, but their jerseys are bad. They're probably also going to trade McCaffrey. That contract is ridiculous. Go ahead and look it up. Zeke as well. A lot of these guys that got paid big time turned into a girly situation. You're not going to keep it. They get hit too much. It's never worth it. Now, if you're a running back, take that front-loaded money on your second contract. Get rich and just chill out. Do what Arian Foster does. He eats mushrooms on stream. He's making music. He has like nine kids. He travels. Go live your 30s and 40s happily. Anyway, Panthers, they went 5-11. and 11. Great coach and Matt Rule. Building something, building a culture similar to McVay. I think for the long term, buying their stock. Played well last year, too. Brought Teddy in on a cheap deal. One of the cheapest starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Outside of the last game of the year where he threw five interceptions, I thought he had a good year. I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Good QBR, took care of the ball, had some good runs for touchdowns as well. Something that with that repaired knee, you don't like to see. 
It's like when your grandfather gets up after having a couple drinks. It's 9.30. Bathroom's on the other side of the house. You worry. He rounds the corner. Is there a smash? Is there a bang? He made it in. Let's go, baby. Today, it came out, knowing that they have a top 10 pick, that they are heavily moving off Teddy Bridgewater. They will eat the dead money if they need to because they have the cap. And according to the source, he's too physically limited for what they're trying to do, which to me screams, number one, quarterback early. They're going quarterback in the first round. They're going to go with Fields or Lance and that upside and those traits. I think Matt Rule's the guy to coach him up too, right? If you get a good quarterback, you put him with Jeff Fisher, good luck. If you get a bad quarterback and you put him with a good coordinator, you can do some things. Look at Case Keenum with Pat Shermer in Minnesota that one year. They went 13-3. and He got paid. He's still in the NFL right now because of it. The play calling matters. It's right in Carolina. The Panthers got that right. So I trust them moving off Teddy. Maybe he's bad in meetings. I'm sure we'll hear more as it comes out. I personally love his name. He sounds like a 70s porn star. Like that name sounds fake. It's like Coco Crisp. Shouts out Coco Crisp. But yeah, they're moving off him. So I like Teddy. I hope he succeeds. He is probably worthy of a starting quarterback position considering Nick Foles got snaps this year. So did Wentz. Look to see where he goes. It'll be interesting. What do I take from this? Panthers are taking a QB top 10, and it's definitely not going to be Mac Jones. All right, so I'm scrolling Twitter right now. I see an article on Reddit as well about Dan Arlovsky saying that Sam Darnold is better than Zach Wilson. This is cancerous misinformation. Sam Darnold has one of the worst processors for a starting quarterback in the NFL. He was recruited to USC as a linebacker. He's got great intangibles, but he's not a natural thrower of the football. I do like his mobility. I just think he needs a fresh start. I'm not out on Sam Darnold. He's not Josh Rosen. I think he'll win some games in the NFL, and if everything breaks right for him, the Jets will regret getting rid of him. However, he's three-fourths of the way through a rookie contract that's fully guaranteed from what I understand. Sam Darnold's three-fourths of the way through that rookie deal. You're going to have to re-him up. It's not going to be cheap. A lot of that tape that he's put out is garbage. I don't care who's coordinating for him. Some of these red zone interceptions, he's throwing the ball with his left. Like, what do we do? Like, if your kid's 11, you yell at him and it... What are we doing? And listen, I see the propaganda on Instagram. I see the top five throws of Darnold and there the upside on him is crazy good. When Darnold hits... He's like Big Ben and and Russell Wilson had a baby that, you know, has CTE. Like, he's not perfect. I don't think Darnold's obviously going to be a Hall of Famer or anything, but he's talented. His ability when the play breaks down, a lot of things analogous to Wilson. So I like the comparison. I just think if you were to look at them both as prospects and you're being honest, to me, Wilson's better. I think Wilson is in that Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck category. I think Wilson is a can't miss number one. If this isn't an odd year, if he's in the draft with Jameis Winston and Mariota, if he's in the draft with Wentz and Goff, this kid goes ahead of Trubisky. I mean, he's talented. The efficiency, the explosion, his size, and that arm talent 
like Stafford. And for me, it's taken a while. I've watched a lot of football and I've been wrong a lot. You go back and look at Stafford's stats coming out as a quarterback at Georgia. They weren't very good. Now he did improve. And it was a a little bit ago, you know, 15 years ago, 12 years ago. However, to be the number one pick, you go, why was that? Well, it's because of the other things. It's because of his size and his arm talent, the things that really push you to the top, that separate the men from the boys. Wilson's age, the lack of mileage as well, the lack of breakdown of just wears and tears over time. Wilson's a relatively young player too. He played well in that system, played well in the big moments. The only loss that they had was Coastal Carolina. I have buddies that like they don't play anyone. They play, you know, East Village Community College. It is true. Look at their schedule. They didn't play a lot of people. But Wilson stepped up and his stats reflected that. He dominated that competition. And again, in the NFL, where Josh Allen and these traits guys are turning out to be better players than these goffs and these guys that can win from the pocket and have good tape and can make all the NFL throws, that's not what it is anymore. These guys need to bake in the oven a little bit when you get them out. They're babies. And you want the guys that can move, have the size, and then the arm talent to win on third and eight. If your guy can't win on third and eight, what are you doing? Sam Darnold, I don't think, can win on third and eight. He's not that accurate from the pocket guy. And when it does break down, the high upside stuff is there for sure. But that processor, you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, some of these interceptions, even my dog who's trying to butt his way into the room right now. Hey, Bubby. He would be like, bro, what are you doing? And I'm from the Northeast. I have to watch some of these jet games. It is not good. I loved, I have people that I love that love the Jets. People that'll be at my funeral that love the Jets. Like, I want them to succeed. And when they took Darnold, it made sense. I get it. It's, it's a lot of it's timing. It's who's available that year and the circumstance of the pick you have. But Wilson's a better player to me. He's younger and he's at the beginning of a rookie deal. Unlike Darnold, who's older with bad tape, some injuries, mono, concussions. He's also one year away from getting re-upped on a second contract. Fuck that. I'm moving off that. And if you don't like Wilson, that's fine. It's Fields. But the idea is either way, you're moving off Darnold. You get an asset for him this year and you go full rebuild, which is what Joe Douglas should be doing anyway. He's totally about value. He said that it's embarrassing. He never wants the Jets to be in this position again to go 2-14. and 14. It's not fun. So if that's really what it is, then you need to change the quarterback. Because the quarterback that was quarterback in the team led you to that spot, Joe. Dude, I'm coming for everybody's job. What I'm saying is making sense. The Washington Redacted. Shouts out Dan. Good team colors. But again, the Washington Redacted, whatever you want to call them, Washington, we don't have a name. Breaking news today, they're going to be getting a name for the 2022 season. They're probably going to spend this year developing that new brand, making the logos, all that shit that comes along with the marketing, trademarks. The stuff that people go to school for. With the recent news as well about their owner, Dan Snyder, about him diddling a bunch of women in his office, like multiple women. Like at first it's like, huh, Dan touched me or whatever. You know, I was in like 04 and then, 
you know, 2010, it's like, Dan, still, he, he touched me again. And now it's like, Dan, it, it's past me too, dude. Like everybody knows there's cameras. Um, so they're looking to sell the team. The media, every single opportunity looks to eviscerate Dan Snyder. I don't know if he's that bad of a guy. He definitely diddles women. He settled out of court. It's never a good sign. That group, the other owners of the Washington Redacted, are going to be looking maybe to move off an owner that isn't constantly ruining their return on investment for their product. Jeff Bezos is what I'm getting at. Obviously, he owns the Washington Post. He's based out of D.C. And he happens to be the richest guy ever. And he's probably a robot. And he's tied to the sale of the Washington Redacted. I hope it happens. I hope he like makes a floating stadium or some shit. And they're like the most high-tech team the world has ever seen. That'd be cool. And I'm about change. There needs to be a little change. I hope with the team, it'd be nice if they unveil this new team, they get a new quarterback. Shouts out Taylor Heineken. And they get a new owner. Because this is a team that's been stagnant for a while. They don't have a playoff win in my like adult life. Even my like autistic childhood. I don't. I, I'm right now. I'm blanking at them winning a big game. It doesn't happen. They've been laughed at. So hopefully, with the rebranding and a potential sale, they'll be able to get their feet under them and actually be respected again. Lastly, this week I saw Cam Newton getting absolutely flamed by a middle schooler on Instagram. So he was. He was running one of those summertime camps or wintertime camps, off-season camps, where you get kids together, they make Instagram videos running routes against cones, and then they get recruited to Mississippi State. And that's when they get drafted in the fourth round. Everyone's happy. And traditionally, if you're a child, you know, whose parent drove you out there or who works hard to put you in a position to even be at this dumbass football camp, you'd be grateful. Have some grace. Be classy, especially if Cam Newton's in your presence. Former MVP, number one pick. And in my opinion, maybe the greatest college football player I've ever seen. Definitely top three. Him, Reggie Bush, Tim Tebow. Look up his stats. Cam Newton was absurd. Out here stealing fake rollies, stealing kids' laptops. Still love the kids. Still went number one overall. But yeah, Cam's here out. Taking the time out of his day. This dude could be out here doing Molly like on a Tuesday. He has no he doesn't have to do anything for anyone ever. And uh he's doing this camp for you, and this kid's trying to flame him. Um the whole video in general was cringy on both sides because you got a 44-year-old man, a lot of gold on, you know, tight pants, yelling at a middle schooler. The middle schooler, like, bro, you you signed up online and like registered, right? You filled out a form, like you got your mom's credit card and paid, and then she drove you to that camp. And now you're flaming the dude that you probably would ask for his autograph if it was, you know, ten minutes beforehand. So it was weird, weird dynamic. Um, but it was funny to see him get flamed. And Cam Newton is going to be a free agent, which is what the kid touched on. Um, I don't know where he goes. He was really bad for the Patriots this year. Those jerseys look good. He did not look good playing for them, though. He can still run the ball. I've said this before on the pod. I'm a big-time positional change, dude. Go to tight end. Pull a Logan Thomas. Revitalize your career. That's what I would do. 
And I got to take my dog out because he's going to piss on the carpet. He's doing that sniff thing. Um, yeah, Cam Newton's getting flamed. He is a free agent. It was funny. I'll probably never see that again. And uh, shouts out the camera guy. Having some good composure. Getting the whole thing, both sides, right in the middle of it. Love to see it. And with that, your boy is five deep. Little knuckle sandwich in you. Thanks for sticking it out. Thanks for listening. I love you. Um, if you want to be on the show, best way is just message me on IG. Uh, download Discord. Download OBS. And yeah, we can shoot the shit. I'm looking to hit these on a regular schedule. Get you something for the weekend. Something you can melt to. So look out for that. I'll have something for you next week. See y'all. Peace. Thank you.